everybody. Hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. It's been a while. I know. I know. How's everyone's week? <laughs> Where this is like a very stupid joke because we recorded two episodes in one night. Um, but we'll be spread out over mm. two weeks. So we are pretending like it's been a week. We only took a 10 minute break. This is what the pros do. Exactly. We're pros now. I bet you in that very first two seconds, you had no idea this is the same night as last episode. Got you, you fucking idiot. Oh my God, you look so stupid. How embarrassing for you. Thank you so much for listening. I love it. We probably shouldn't call our fans stupid idiots. No, no, no. No, no, no. Our fans. Call them as we see them, Russ. Um. I just want to say really quick, we got a lot of lovely support from all of our friends. So thank you guys so I know. much. Oh, I love it. Um, it was so delightful. I want to give a special shout out to Cousin Liz. Oh, yeah. Because I've been on doing the Instagram for the pod and she like sends so many nice messages. Aww. She's very engaged. Yes. I know. So shout out to Liz. I know. Liz. Hey. Always shout out to Liz. Well, now, oh. now, now we can't say. Bleep <laughs> oh, them yeah. both. Not just bleeping keep that the out. last names. <laughs> Liz Beep. Now Liz Beep. As a thank you for her support, we will be doxing her online. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, no, but yes, everybody's been very nice, very kind words, so we appreciate it. You know, just doing what we love, doing what we're passionate about. You know, we decided to watch Reba for the first time last week, and here we are. I know. So people keep asking me, they're like, are you obsessed with Reba? And I'm like... I mean, I'm now going I to am. be. I'm on my, I'm on my way. I'm well my on my way. My online presence indicates that I am now. Because the thing is, I do have an obsessive personality. I have a lot of obsessions. And, like, it's this wasn't particularly one of them. But it's definitely, you know, you can already tell based on our journey mm. that it's getting there. So I'm already thinking of ordering her book. She has a book coming out. Really? Well, we should do an emergency pod. Is it her first book? Is it like a memoir? It's wait, actually, let me pull up the title because the title made me. Giggle I'm a survivor. <laughs> it was still sorry. a survivor. <laughs> Not that fancy. Colon. Simple lessons on living, loving, eating, and dusting off your boots. Oh, I... After that bitch ass Brock fucks you over. <laughs> Seriously. I oh, a forward him. by Garth Brooks. I mean, this is real country. It really is. More of a Chris Gaines guy. <laughs> oh, you're such a bad boy. <laughs> I don't know country stuff. I don't either. So that I was. Guess. Do you remember? I don't know country either. But remember, he had like an alter ego. Who? That was like Garth Brooks. That same like music <laughs> that like, sounded like what if Savage Garden was for fifty year olds? I don't remember this, but that and is he had very, like black very iconic. hair, like. <laughs> And he had, yeah, it was like the, the swoop. Like Tobey like, um, Maguire's swoopy black hair, like Spider-Man 3 when he was a bad guy. That Was he joking by, or was it a joke or no, it, was it was not? it was a real thing. He released an album. He performed on like SNL. Like under a pen name? He, like, he hosted SNL, I'm pretty sure, as Garth Brooks, but musical guest was Chris Gaines. Did, did people know it was him? Like, or was it? Yes. Okay. But it was just like a way, it was like a different persona. It was just him with like a black wig on. It wasn't yeah. like a big disguise. It, it was wasn't more like, like his like Hannah Montana and ballady type music. And like, like you guys will country. know, like were people? Was it a success? Was it a hit? I mean, well, he we did don't it know one it. time, and he never did it again. <laughs> and he's one of the most prolific musicians of all time. So I'm guessing 
for him, it wasn't a success. Was it like a passion project or was this like a joke that went too far? Do we know? I think it was just a way for him to like not have to make country music, but do other stuff. He might be like, I did this for me. Like I've always wanted, but he want, but that seems like maybe someone dared him and he was like, I'll do it. (laughs) Much like a podcast that now exists. I'll do it. I don't care. I'm in. You know, the best things come from a stupid dare when you're 18 white claws deep. <laughs> Not a big deal. Passing out on your couch. Um, yeah. All right. We Here we are. No, I was going to say, Russ, I did love that Spider Man 3 reference because I don't really follow superhero movies, but that scene that you're referencing is one of like the top 10 funniest things. I, I've I was looking life. at the three of you and I was like, is this going to connect? I wasn't even hearing words coming out of your mouth. Oh, I didn't get it. Because I think, Erica, you and I randomly saw that movie together yes. and we were like dying laughing. And all I could think about when, as soon as you said Spider Man three was Cargyle and how much you would love that reference. Is Cargyle listening? I don't. He never. Definitely not. I don't know. I don't know that I he is. Know. He doesn't yeah. have time for this. All of our other friends are like, "Oh my god, thank you guys! Like this is fun," and not a peep from that fool. Oh. So rude. You know what? Bleep his fucking name. Yeah, bleep it. Yeah. Let's not give him. Let's not give him the satisfaction. Matt, edit it, post. <laughs> exactly. Take him out. Actually, take that I'm whole on my thing out. My second glass of wine during the week. I don't really drink during the week except for this. Yeah, I'm only yes. having. Yeah, a little, a little. Oh yeah, we talked about potentially doing a signature drink, and we. I think we oh, really I should do that. that. Yeah, something orange. And I was saying something with like aperol, like because yeah. that's like very fiery, and I love that fiery yeah, red like ginger beer. <gasps> An aperol and ginger. Yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. I have aperol. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now on my bar cart. Start drinking. I have ginger beer now. there Go. too. <laughs> I only have red wine. Well, so I mean, work. not right now, but, you know, in the future. Next week, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording 12 episodes tonight. <laughs> yeah. We watched 24 episodes of Reba. As much as I love it, watching six in a row was a little daunting. <laughs> After a while, I was like, okay, enough. Did you enough. go six at a time? I did I six. Did, I did two and then four. Oh, that was good. I did three and three. Because in my head, I had to separate the two episodes because I knew that we were going to be doing a double feature. So, and I even wrote, I like have big separation in my notes as well because I had to, I had to make sure that I got it under control. Yes. I did six back to back to back and damn. Yeah. I had a couple of times, but for the most part it did pick up and I did have some favorite moments that are in this block of three biz that I will, will get to obviously, but <laughs> um, it made me titillated. I do have one more sidebar regarding Cargill on the podcast. Oh, I don't know if you guys remember. You mean bleep. <laughs> bleep. Yeah. Um, but when we were at your engagement party, do you remember, it was either the four of us or three of us were talking about the podcast and Cargill kind of overheard and he was like, wait, what are you guys doing? And we like, with we had never told, like said amongst ourselves that it was a secret because it wasn't. But we like all were immediately in line. We're all like, nothing, nothing. You'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we all immediately decided it would be a surprise just for Cargo. Perfect. Well, I don't think that we ever, in all of our hangouts and Zoom talks and all that over the years, I don't think we've ever talked about this with anybody else. Well, no, because it was literally a throwaway comment that no one threw away. <laughs> it was a throwaway comment that we dug through the trash, dredged back up, smoothed it out, and dried it, and here we are. Because every time we, we would get on Zoom... Me and Erica would harass Russ and be like, so have you what watched What episode are you on? Like, no, I'm not going to fucking watch. <laughs> and again, I was part of zero of these conversations. <laughs> God grandfathered in and was like, not going to question it. I'm in. Yeah. 
I mean, God bless. You're a natural. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, speaking of naturals, do we want to do a natural segue right into episode seven? Speaking of naturals. Well, if you ask about a natural segue, is it really a natural segue? <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. All right. Well, um, let's talk about episode seven. Yeah. Tea yeah, and antipathy. One. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that, Russ. So Cheyenne wants to be treated like an adult and decides to get an apartment mm. <laughs> until she sees how much they cost. Meanwhile... It looks like Van's parents are trying to reconcile with the young married couple and even offer a housing suggestion. Now, knowing the episode, it wasn't necessarily a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so much trick. as they're fucking assholes. Yes. They're the worst. Spoiler alert, they are. But what I appreciate was like, I was worried that we were just going to see, have the parents as like uh, butts of jokes that we never see for like forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to see that, like, episode seven, they finally come into the picture. I'm wondering if that means we'll see them again in the future when the kid is born or what. Like, I just, I like I like their introduction to the show, even though they're absolute psychopathic And again, assholes. kind of burning through plot. Like, episode seven, like, you could have kept me waiting for, like, a we while longer. We have 127 longer. more yeah. episodes, and they're already here. <laughs> yeah. I want to see them babysitting. Imagine, so... Um, for those who haven't watched, um, which hopefully is none of you, I hope you all watch. But for those of you who haven't, the whole thing is so Van's parents are like total assholes and they kick him out in like episode one because he gets shy and pregnant. So this episode, they're like, they're back in the picture, right? But um, A, the dad is the boss from Friends, Chandler's boss, um, who plays a real oh, asshole yes, on that show. Yes, yes. Um, and he just continues that character on this. And his mom, they're, like, rich as hell. The mom's, like, a workout nut and everything. So they're clearly, like, you know, disassociated from reality. Um, and I would love to see them at one point babysit the baby. I think that would be a mm-hmm. great episode. I mean, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But I'd love to see those two babysit the baby. They're clueless. I would love that. And But also, like, in general, were you guys shocked by the reveal of his parents? Like, were you picturing them, like, rich in a mansion like that? I, I wasn't necessarily. No. They never mentioned rich before. No, not until here. No, and so I guess I just assumed not for no particular reason. Yeah, just assumed them like potentially like a overly religious or something like that. That's kind of what I thought. Just like very yes, and maybe a little bit older. Like I, I don't know why I was thinking that. I wasn't picturing them like that. Well, they also live d- right down the street from Reba, and they're acting like they have this massive mansion, and Reba lives in a dump. And I'm like, well, how much of a difference can it be? You live in like a subdivision. All the houses are the same. Also, like. Again, like going back to our first episode, like this show, this show Reba could easily be a prestige dramedy because now we've we've introduced the parents. We're seeing all the psychological whatever the fuck that they've done to Van and they play none of it serious. It's all fun and games. Mm-hmm. Mom is in an on an elliptical for t- like <laughs> her entire experience of the show. But what I noticed was that elliptical was in the living room. Me too. When Van and when yes. Van moved in, oh, he call. put he put his weight machine mm-hmm. in the in living, the living room. room. Maybe it's what he knows because his mom is nonstop. Exactly. Yeah. Now yeah, it's wow. not bad writing because they paid mm-hmm. off with mom having a fucking elliptical in the mansion's yes. living room. And you know what they assumed that only the smartest people would get that? I did not, <laughs> but I'm glad you did. Um, and I think that that's actually really brilliant of them. So, and yeah. they didn't build this show for streaming because literally AOL was still around. So <laughs> for them to like mm. seed that, drop that seed seven weeks later mm. in like real TV time, which is probably 10 weeks because of repeats, that's 
that's a real commitment to the craft of writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you guys, and again, this, I'm an idiot, but like, did, did you smell something was up? I did, but I didn't know what the deal was going to be. He shows up in the new truck. His parents bought him a new truck and he was all excited. Cheyenne's all excited. They're talking to Reba. And then it quickly turns into his parents are inviting them to move in with them. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. And the whole time, I thought that Cheyenne was very quick to jump on that. Like she was thrilled. Yeah, she was ready to ditch her mom yeah, in a heartbeat. Really upset. Initially, my thinking was, okay, they're going to say, all right, we'll take you guys, but, like, cut off Reba and her trash family. Mm-hmm. But, like, we'll take you too, Cheyenne, but everybody else but everybody else can go fuck themselves. And, no, it was literally, yeah, no, we kicked you out on the street <laughs> two weeks ago. But now we'll buy you a car, we'll bring you back, but you got to kick your pregnant wife to the curb. Who? That's the most psychotic line of logic I've ever seen in my life. I didn't see that coming. I don't know if it's me, but like I was kind of like aghast by this. Well, yeah, like why would they kick him out and then buy him a a, a vehicle? Um, and then again, like we find out today that they're rich. But when he said that, like, oh yeah, like my parents bought me this truck and they like invited us to live there, I thought they were gonna say like. No, no, no. We meant you live in the truck. Like, I thought it was going to be some, <laughs> some, like, sick psychological, like, mental abuse. Like, oh, you love the truck so much? Fucking live in it. That's what I thought. But <laughs> So I went dark. <laughs> um, and that's not what we got. But we maybe got something darker. It's like, yeah, no, 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 you yeah, don't pretty here, dark. But your slut pig wife stays At least home. they be together in the truck. Yeah. It was tragic to me. Yeah, leave your problems behind, they said. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Ouch. That's tough. And this episode is really where Van kind of started to, like, win me over. Like, mm-hmm. he his acting shone through for me a little bit. Like, so he, like, obviously realizes his parents, and he's still an idiot, by the way, but he, he realizes oh, his parents meant just him, and by that, they told them. They were like, not her. She's moving in. We didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, he realized um, it when they said no. <laughs> but I liked his um, bond with Reba that started, I feel like, in this episode where he, like, went to her for advice and, like, really trusts her and whatever. And I and starts, starts calling, calling her, her dad. dad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When he, like, took Reba's side and defended her against his dad, I kind of teared up. Michelle, oh, same. Oh That's God. what I was going to say. Okay, good. Yes, I did. And that was really, because it was cute because Reba was getting, she was great in that scene, by the way. The scene is basically, he asked Reba to come with him to stand up to his parents and she's sitting there, but she's so fiery and she keeps getting up and, you know, chiming in. But then the second that they shit on Reba, Michelle, like he is like visceral. Like he's like, this isn't going to fly. And I did get very emotional. I loved it. He's like, that's my dad. Yes, he did. He did say that. <laughs> and I like the recurring bit of like, he doesn't understand what interfamily communication is. He's like, Reba and I do this thing where she says something and I say and something. And I say back. something. <laughs> it's called talking. Try it, dad. Yeah. Dad's like, I uh, don't understand what that means, son. Your mom's working off the celery she ate last night. A <laughs> lot of body image stuff on this yeah. show. Lots yeah. of body. Like, not necessarily eating disorders so much as disordered eating. Lots of weird stuff in the show. But this was also, this was like a big episode. You got the reveal of Van's parents. Mm -hmm. And you also got, like, the first B-plot for Kira ever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in her hanging out with Brock. Yeah, she finally got her episode. And this was dark. Very dark. I'm Honestly, it was. Like, the resolution. Okay, so... Kira doesn't want to hang out with her dad because they have nothing in common and they just have never really had anything in common. 
But for Brock to feel the same way, mm-hmm. I thought was one, uh, sad, but also, you know, kind of realistic. Not all parents have the same bond with all their kids. And I was like, they're really fucking doing this? Yeah. Like, this is wild. And then when they go to the tea party and have a terrible time and their solution is to do the thing they shouldn't have done, which was go to a movie, go to separate movies and not hang out. Yeah. I thought we were going to get a button on that plot. And no. there wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was like their like, own dirty little secret. They're like, okay, let's not tell anyone, but let's not spend time together, but go out at the same time and no one will know. And it's like the saddest thing, but also like good, good for them because that's what they want to do. I liked that, but what killed me is like when the dad showed up to hang out with her and she was like to hang out with Kira um, and she, he's, Reba's like, I don't know where she is. He's like, all right, well, bye. Like he was really going to fucking leave. Oh, he was Yeah, done. he had no yeah. desire. It was like Reba forced them to go on this date and she set it up like much like, a date and I was gonna yeah. ask you guys do you find that cute or creepy when dads and daughters do that so I'm like not into it I think it's creepy and actually Jake walked in and was like is this a daddy daughter dance scene and I was like it's actually not it's the dad forced to hang out with the daughter but just did he say daddy life. daughter because I always called it a father daughter because that is that's <laughs> disgusting he should be on a watch list for that that might have been me that might have been daughter is a little Jake Zepito mm. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a me that have been you checked me. lists lately where's Jake right now and just to clarify <laughs> Jake is Jenna's husband we're not talking about the child Jake on the show. Can you believe that later? <laughs> See, honestly, didn't even think about it because I forgot that's his name, that kid. Oh, fair enough. His name is Eric to me. That's it. That's fine. Should we just call him Eric? Yeah. He could be like a Samuel. I don't know. He's he's nothing. Um, but also the thing is, I, it made me realize that there's been a lot, like the only storyline that the little kid had besides like his friend Robbie's mom being a raging bitch, um, <laughs> is that the dad, the son like spends time with the dad and it wasn't until this episode that I realized that Kira doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of on her own because Reba's very focused on Cheyenne and the dad's yeah. obviously focused on BJ and the son and Kira's just like swimming out there alone. Like, is anybody listening to me? That's what a middle child gets. I know, yeah. but I did like when she, the dad called Reba's in the kitchen, Kira picks up the phone and she's like, I have band practice tonight. Like, I can't hang out. And she's like, whatever. And, like, prances away. And I liked that Reba was there. And she immediately was like, wait, like, would you – that's your dad. Like, you need to hang out with him. She caught on to it quick. Yeah. You know? Because I hate on – it's like Breaking Bad. Like, the, the Skyler catches on real quick when something's up with Wald. Like, she really caught on quick to that. Yeah. Well, and, of course, Reba actually knew her schedule and knew she didn't have band practice. And Brock, mm-hmm. the idiot, didn't or pretended he didn't. I don't know which one well, is he's worse. Busting into that house all the time. Look at the effing fridge and see what's on the goddamn calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're gonna bust in, do something, jerk. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people busting in, we have to recognize the fact that BJ does not bust in this entire episode. Two episodes or the next. Yeah, I know. She is, we are BJ list for two episodes, and you feel it. I wrote in all caps. We oh, need BJ. Yeah, we <laughs> need you the feel beach. it. It's a loss, Russ. Yeah, you you said it. It really. I think it's a give her even one line in one scene. Right. That's it. Make a note about her. Like talk about her. They didn't mm-hmm. discuss her. Right. Like I, I noticed in this one, I was like, Eric, he is in two scenes. He's playing <laughs> a video like, game with Eric? Reba at one point, and then he leaves. <laughs> and at the point when he's playing a video game, I was like, he'll he's not gonna have more than one more line for the rest of this episode. Yeah. And then he's at one point like sitting on the stairs and has one more line, and that's it. And I was like, this was valuable screen time taken away from BJ. Mm-hmm. Like this kid played a video game with Reba and then sat on the, and and it's like, I'm not saying like long lines. He says like, I guess I got to go to the store. And, and like, like, haha, you it. lost my turn. That was it. Cause he's not watching. Yeah. It's not a video game. It's a 
Game Boy. <laughs> Riva's playing a right. Game Boy by herself and he's watching over her shoulder, like giving her a turn. He says 15 words. Imagine what BJ could do with like six words. Yeah. Literally. Oh. Even even no lines. Bust through a door, yeah. big eyes, say six words. Mm-hmm. BJ, it's, it's big smile, kill. big teeth, big eyes, could say howdy and I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm on the floor. <laughs> and that's that's my thing. I'm like, this show is short. It's 20 minutes. Every line should be a fucking premium. Yeah. Why are we leave? Why are we leaving? What well, this kid? If he well, does, he make it the whole all six seasons. I'm not sure, but I was talking to my one friend Esther who watches it, and I said my annoyance with. Oh, she listened to the podcast. Thank you, Esther. And then she was like saying, "Oh, I think you guys are hard on the kid. Like, there's a reason or something." And I don't know the, mm. or maybe she shouldn't say there's a reason, but like you'll see or something. Maybe that's too tantalizing because wow. I don't think we'll see. I mean, I'm not tantalized. Uh, I I have I like that I'm teased, <laughs> but can can you can you get a little more Esther? Can we get Esther on the line next week? Yeah, we can get her on the line. No, 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 no. I'll ask her right now, <laughs> Esther. I'm going to ask you right now. Uh, call in uh, once mm-hmm. we get a phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please provide a little bit more context as to when our opinion should change? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be season one, season two, season three? Because I'm happy to shit on him for another 120 episodes. Yeah, that's but true. I'll I'll try to give him the benefit of the doubt, but if it's not coming anytime soon, sorry, fuck Eric. <laughs> Esther, just give give us a heads up. You call Jenna and then text her and then like we'll we'll, we'll read your response up. in the next episode. Yeah, or actually, Esther, can you send Jenna a voice note? That way we can play it. Ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, she will yes, I could de- make that happen. But Jenna, sure. no, don't mention anything to Esther. She has to organically listen to this. And if we don't get a voice note, mm. then we know that Esther actually doesn't care about us. Wow. <laughs> just kidding, Esther. No. You sound lovely. And we hate her just like we hate her. <laughs> like, you know who sucks? Esther. <laughs> Am I gonna find that out now or in season six? We have like eight <laughs> listeners and we're alienating all of them. So leave it. I know we're like our friend Cargill, that piece of shit. <laughs> Remember that guy named Mitch? What an idiot. Everyone with that name fucking sucks. That's really terrible. That's really terrible. I'm kidding, Esther. No, I love, I've never met her. No, Esther's one of my favorite people ever. You'll love her. Yes, I've heard only good things about her. Um, She's the best. Okay. And she gives me hope because now I'm realizing, do you guys remember early Boy Meets World? Eric Matthews gave us nothing. And then by the end, everyone's quoting his Feeny line. Yeah. So, mm. yep. <laughs> exactly. He became yeah. iconic. Well, yeah, because seasons one and two, they're just like, I don't know, he's cool and attractive. He's cool and, and yeah. Then, right. like, season three, they like dropped his IQ, no joke, 40 <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a weatherman. Like, that was his like goal in life. And I remember <laughs> even then being like, whoa, he's going to be on the news. Can't believe it. Yeah, so that gives me hope. Maybe Esther's onto something. Also, we're going to see potentially if this kid does make it the entire 127 episodes, um, this kid's going to go through puberty. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that. I hope there's some Peter Brady-esque things in there where his voice is cracking. I would love those Mm. kind of things. Are you a sicko? Um, (laughs) Eric is on a list somewhere For sure Um, Me and Jake No I not only was (laughs) uh, Jenna's husband Not the the child Um, I was not only attracted to Peter Brady As a child But also as an adult So 
Come at me, Anna. All right, moving on. Bad post. <laughs> original sitcom or Knight? movie version? <laughs> no, original sitcom. Original sitcom. Be okay. real. Okay. Come on, Michelle, be real. So let's just move it. We'll blow past that. Yep. Let's pretend we, none of us heard that. So are you guys good to blow past episode seven into episode eight, another BJ list episode, or do we have any other takes? No, here? I have two takes. Okay. One, one of the very first things that Reba says is when um, Cheyenne is talking about like how her body's going to be different. Cause is this the episode where we finally get a baby bump? It's either this episode or like the next two, because finally she gets like a baby bump, but she talks about like, Oh, my body's changing. And Reba says, Come on, honey, things droop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we know that that's not true because we know that nothing on Reba has droop. All your notes are always about Reba's boobs. I because can't. they're like, all right, here's the thing like, as a straight woman, <laughs> they are mesmerizing. Like, they're so high. I don't understand it. And then later on, when Van is like so happy for his dad, um, he lays he lays his head on those right and tights. And you know he loves it. Every time I'm so. ready to move move on from an episode, your notes are about this. Gotta talk about Reba's titties. <laughs> I can't. I'm not even like trying to be funny. Like I'm dead serious. Like these are the things I notice. They're just freaking high so when she says things droop it's like no not really not if you got that dna shiny you'll be fine um but other than that as a child of a divorced parents i feel for kira in this episode it's tough navigating that new uh lifestyle you know she did it as 12 i did it at 20 (laughs) what's the difference (laughs) you know when you're um in your formative years or after you've graduated college you know no difference there whatsoever (laughs) <laughs> but yeah I think not, not much went on that episode yeah it was like an okay episode for me to be honest it was like I'd say the most average of the bunch so far I don't want to count the pilot because pilots are weird yeah. but it was yeah. like a right down the middle Reba not too high not too low yeah not like her boobs which are very high yeah her boobs are <laughs> never too low we've established let's cruise on into episode 8 that's uh don't know much about history. Yes, Michelle. Did you get that? I did, but I know what you're thinking, and the story will not translate to a pod. <laughs> well, okay. we're just going to blow past it. Now that I've teased it, it's just a joke that me and Michelle have. When I saw it, I was so titillated, wrote it down, so excited. All right. But please, <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we do have to say it, because now we've been talking about it for too long. <laughs> it was so freshman year, Erica and I made up this stupid song whenever we went to the library. <laughs> You know, and this so, hot new song by this uh, artist, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, Sam Cooke. Mm, I love mm. Sam Cooke. Um, and so we would sing Don't Know Much About History, but to the tune of, like, the different research methods available at Manhattan College. <laughs> oh one God, of which is so called Jasper. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, are we... <laughs> no, I'm in, no. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> it was so lame. So for those of you who didn't go, there was something called Jasper Cat where you could research like oh, old articles oh or God. whatever. Oh, and God. we walk into the library singing. Don't, Don't know, know much, much about, about Jasper Cat. <laughs> Don't know much about e-reserves. Okay. Don't know much about Jasper No, Cat. no, stop. No more. <laughs> what on earth? Michelle, why did you even? Let I was gonna me blow this. <laughs> I know, Michelle, you brought it back. Well, we were talking about it for oh, two. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I will never. I'll never forget this. Now I'll bring it up all the time. You guys thought no. Oh, oh my god! And it's so weird. Freshman year, neither Eric or I had boyfriends. It's that's so weird. No, that's <laughs> weird. That's weird. <laughs> 
That's so well, strange. <laughs> all right, perfect segue into episode eight. Russ, what was the synopsis? I'm just going to breeze uh, right by that. I don't know much about Jasper Cat. Okay, um, <laughs> Russ, you know you love it, and that's the problem. <laughs> no, I will probably be humming it as I chop yes. vegetables tomorrow, but I <laughs> still, you. I hate it. I do. Uh, Reba helps Tudor Van what, when being on the football team takes up too much of his time, and his history grade starts to slip. Meanwhile, Kira is attracted to a tuba player in the school band. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's attracted to a tuba player. (laughs) Second Kira uh, plot. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. She's killing it. And the episode inexplicably opens with Reba doing a meditation, but in a way to get her to chop celery. Like she has like her <laughs> yeah. hands overhead doing like an ohm and then mm-hmm. brings the knife down to chop the celery. It was wildly unnecessary. Yeah. I was like, I wrote, are they going to shit on yoga? Or like, what's the joke? <laughs> Is that, Is that the, the joke? joke? <laughs> exactly. The guy's widow? Did they look older? Like, was there a time jump in filming? Because Kira specifically looked older to me, but I don't know if that was a real thing. You thought the titties looked right and tight? <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Michelle's on the list. <laughs> The only one not currently on a list is Russ, but we'll see. Yeah. Wait, I, am I on a list? Yeah. Well. By association, you're married to Jake the pedo. Okay. You're the one who had to marry him and probably get special permission from a judge. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I actually liked this episode minus no BJ in it. I know. Uh, the fact that we had no BJ again, like, I was – sad. That's tragic. But I will say this, Van, I thought was hilarious in this episode. He was. He was great. He was. I thought, like, the only issue I have with the the Kira subplot is the Kira subplot was really just a vehicle for Reba or Van or Cheyenne to say something funny. Mm -hmm. Like, in, in commentary. So, it really wasn't so much anything Kira was doing, so much as it was, like, Van or... Reba or, you know. Uh, but that said, this episode was pretty funny. But I remember I'd, early on, one of my notes was, Reba has no idea how to just keep shit off her plate. Like, <laughs> you don't, like, why Why are you tutoring Van? I yeah. know. She- You're a single mom who works too <laughs> hard. Too hard. Because you know what? She loves her kids and she never stops. So um, not only that, Russ agreed that, this is what I wrote. I said, so Reba doesn't work? Is this all alimony? Is she just getting alimony? Because the divorce is not finalized yet. We find that out in the next episode, not to, you know, give a spoiler, but does Reba not have a job? She doesn't seem and, to. I, and I only thought of this today because she has all this extra time on her hands. She can tutor mm-hmm. her young 17-year-old daughter's baby daddy. Yeah, I was thinking that because I'm like, Reba's just like always home kind of chilling, like maybe folding laundry, but not like doing that much. And I'm like... I would do that. It's funny you guys thought about that in this episode because in this episode, I also wrote down, I was like, wait, Brock is a dentist mm-hmm. who has time to be a varsity football coach in Texas where being a football coach is a whole lifestyle. Yeah, remember that. And games. he can, like, escort Van to, like, tests. Like, mm-hmm. what What life does Brock have that he can just be everywhere? Yeah. Like, you're He's a, always at the house. We know that. Right. Yeah. Like you're a dentist who's constantly swinging by, <laughs> swinging by your ex-wife's house with your new future wife. And, and you coach football. 
How do you have the time to be doing all this shit? How? And taking your daughter out on a date? What are his hours? <laughs> yeah, like, does he own the practice? No one said that. Is it too late for me to go to dentistry school? And I can, yeah, like, I work four hours well, a day? Well, Erica said that, that if you do, if you touch teeth, you're a sicko. That was so oh, true. So. He is. He's well, you're already on a list. Yeah. He's 100%. <laughs> What's done is done. <laughs> What's touched is touched. <laughs> um, yeah, he was at the school. He's, yeah, he's doing a lot. And then Reba's. Reba, they're just all doing a lot. And like you said, Reba has to get a lot off her plate. She's also got to get a lot of stuff out of that house. There is so much in that house. Did you notice There's the so amount of furniture? Shit? Yeah, yes. there is. Furniture, tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's living in that, that old school time where like, I mean, keep, don't get me wrong. Back in the day, that house was goals. Like that was like mm-hmm. the country a farmer chic house of our dreams. But I like the porch swing, shit I have to say. everywhere. Oh, yeah, the porch. The outside is so cute. Every time they show the outside, I'm like, I want to live there. Um, but the inside, like, there's, like, that um, buffalo check lampshade <laughs> that gets me every single time. It's, like, so country. I can't stand it. Um, but, yeah, she's got a lot on her plate and a lot in her house. And a lot on her chest. <laughs> so much on so, her chest. <laughs> with, with Van, though, specifically, so when – so he's failing. Like, I thought the one joke was very funny at the beginning when he was, like – failing every question they ask. And then he's like, um, Brock's like, I'll give you an easy one. What year was the War of 1812? And he, he's like, nah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Is that kind a of trick question? like, that could be a trick question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of sad then when Reba starts to tutor him and then he gets everything right and is like, is yeah. it an anxiety issue? And then or a learning this, disorder, right? But then the worst part is when he actually took the test like seventeen more times in this episode. <laughs> like Cheyenne and all her friends are outside the window. I'm like, that couldn't help the pressure. No. And Cheyenne's holding up a sign that just says, "All you need is a D," yeah. <laughs> which is adorable, actually. She had to like hold herself back from mooning. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> her favorite thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of showing that. You know what? I'm going to stop. Spreading those cheeks up against the window. <laughs> She's like, I have less than nine months of freedom left. Yeah. The number one thing I want to do is moon. Moon. She's like, Done. I want the last time my husband to see my asshole is when I'm giving birth. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so I will Did take every window as an opportunity to just <laughs> spread it. <laughs> oh, God. And what did you guys think about him and uh, Van in the play? I thought it was kind of sweet it that he wanted so to do it. It was so cute. I did, but all I wanted was to see it. Because he I only had one line. Too. I really yeah. needed to see the play. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those not watching, he decided football's too much pressure. The whole school's depending on him. He just wants to be creative and do a school play. And, and also he, he wasn't allowed. So that was a thing, too. And this was like a classic um, sitcom trope when there's um, some kind of like star football player or whatever, is that if they're not getting the correct grades, there's that one mean teacher that won't let them play. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing here. If you don't pass this history test... You're not going to be able to play, and it almost opens up a world to Van because the team winds up do, do, the team winds up playing without him, and they win. So it was a huge weight lifted off of Van's shoulders because he knows that he doesn't have to be there for every single game. Um, he's able to play better, and they all play better without him because this, the pressure's off. So it was actually pretty enlightening for Van and for me, I think. <laughs> Did you also notice that that history teacher was one of like the stock saved by the bell yes. nerdy teachers? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was it. in Boy Meets Loved World. Loved it. Yeah. I also was obsessed with the quote from Brock where I think he was like shitting on him like being in a play and dressing up and then Brock 
drops that the only time he dressed up was as Mary Todd Lincoln for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I like need more info immediately. I would love to see an old photo. (laughs) He's like, who among us hasn't dressed up as Mary Todd Lincoln? (laughs) I know. I was like, why are they dropping a 30 Rock style quick cut? cutaway joke in this show and then not giving it to us. Mary Todd Lincoln? I'm like, I was obsessed with that line. Obsessed. So then do we think Reba went as Abe? That's what I'm thinking and I need it. And it was like a couple's costume reversed the genders. They probably thought it was like so crazy. But it would be crazy. I would want to see that picture. Yeah. I need it like yesterday. I love too how the whole point of Kira playing the tuba now. So in the beginning, she was playing the clarinet, but then you find out that the reason she switched to tuba was because this boy in her class really likes tuba, and he's playing that. Um, and they all keep calling this 12-year-old a hottie. So the mom calls him a hottie, Van, and the sister all call this 12-year-old a hottie, which is a little bit upsetting. Um, and then there's a lot of good tuba work out on the porch. They're, like, wrapped up in their tubas. Um Reba spying on them outside of the window, and someone's like, oh, you're spying on Kira? And she's like, only when the tuba noises stop, because she thinks they're doing other things. Um, so it was really great. I really liked all the tuba work. I th- I like the tuba work, but I, what I didn't like is, like, she's 12. Like, and they're all, oh, is that your boyfriend? You love him? He's a hottie? I'm like, settle down. Well, Reba's a perv. We've established that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reba <laughs> is never happier than when her children are having sex under her nose. <laughs> Reba's on a only list. If they're under, yeah, only if they're underage. Yeah. She's giving, like, big-time Vanessa Lachey in the Love is Blind reunion mm. vibes. Like, when are you, why, why are you fucking? Are you fucking? When's a baby happening? I'm like, relax, lady. You got enough babies coming in your life. Mm-hmm. And she even said, because at one point she was like, oh, yeah, you're going to, your friend Takira, she said, your friend can go upstairs to your room, not a problem. And she's yeah. like, really? So then she finds out it's a boy and she says, you know, as long as you use protection. What? Yeah. You're 12. That's oh, wait, I didn't upsetting. catch that. She, she's a sicko. Did she not say that? I, I took, I didn't hear that. I heard her say, now you have to go downstairs and Brock, uh, not Brock, Van and I have to go into the kitchen. I didn't hear the protection. Esther, what did she say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I am remembering now that she was like, oh, she's like, I trust you. And then she's like, ooh, like you do trust me. But I thought something along the lines of like, well, as long as you're not doing what your sister did. And it's like, okay, there's a five-year age difference. And and one is 12. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also no one's trying to bun Kira. I'm sorry. At this point in her life. <laughs> no. <Wow. laughs> Whoa. Well, he's certainly yeah. not because he asked about her friend. And who among us yeah, have not been her. Yeah, rejected by a crush? It's upsetting. <laughs> Russ is like, not me. <laughs> Look at his little smug face. Yeah. Yeah, you stupid little minx. Um, no, but I felt for her. She, Her face yeah, looked genuinely yeah. crushed. And yeah. I was like, aw, I'm starting Who to really that? be invested in these characters. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. give, give her, like, I, I, ho- I hope this is what we're seeing over the more recent episodes is they're gradually going to start parsing her out a little bit more story and a little bit more story because she can act well enough. Like, she's, yeah, as, she's, good good. As, she's as good as Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Like, she's I, better. I, I think so. I think Cheyenne might be for the for outside of Eric, might be the worst <laughs> actor on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean she's because Van is killing it. Brock, oh, yeah. I don't like Brock, but I'm not supposed to. Barbara Jean is kill is great. Reba is literally maybe one of the finest actors of our generation. <laughs> yeah, she's sweet like honey. Does she have an egot yet? <laughs> she <laughs> actually she could get one and should get one. How far along is she in the egot journey? I'm going to look. She might just have a G. 
<laughs> bullshit. If she, she might have, have an, an E-G. If she has to have an E, come on. No, she's got to have a T. She should have a T, yeah. Oh, she could have, for what? Annie, get your gun when I was there? No, That's what I'm saying. Have, I don't know. Reba no, Maybe she'll get one of those Lifetime Achievement Award Emmys for her work as Reba on Reba, and that'll at least get her the E. Mm. Maybe she maybe she has an Oscar for like a, a mm. like a soundtrack. Whoa, song. Mm. guys, wait! True. This is actually really really impressive. So it's the very top um, of the Wikipedia page list of awards and nominations received by Reba McIntyre. So it says McIntyre has won at least one award every year from 1984 to present. She's won 85 awards. That's insane. That is insane. So she wow. has won. She's won Grammys, obviously. Um, yeah, not that's it. She's just got the the G. Yeah. Are the other awards though like little fake ones, like Critics Choice of Houston? No, she she's won got fourteen, 14 American, American music, music awards. Yeah, like country music awards. No, no country music awards. Three Grammys, nine People's Choice, Academy of Country Music Awards. Sixteen of those. She's got seven Country Music Association awards. What was she nominated okay. for? She's got ninety-one for. wins out of two hundred and twenty-one noms. Yeah, she's pretty damn, damn good. But yeah, she did not win any CMT. Country Music Awards, right? CMT is what that is. That's a little bit shocking to me. It's rigged, clearly. Hmm. British Country Music Awards? Why? She won. <laughs> well, yeah, she's worldwide. She won too, actually. So, all right, we're getting off topic. Tra- I mean, some of this is good, but getting a little off topic. Well, not topic, but off um, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, we're not I- talking about Reba? <laughs> well, we are. But <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry I'm, thinking- I'm highlighting our queen. I didn't know that wasn't allowed. <laughs> I'm just, guys. Let's talk about the tuba. <laughs> so, exactly. I, because selfishly, I have a lot to say about episode nine, as I, I assume you do. And, um, you know, Mac can only do so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anybody else have any, like, hot takes of episode eight? My last note was straight up, where's Barbara Jean? Exactly. Yeah. And that's why yeah. we finally get to BJ. Thanks, good. In E9. Yeah. It's been a drought. And not only does she come to us, but she comes to us in a skirt that is slit up the front. And that slit is so high that I'm surprised she's not on the list. (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't notice. I don't even know what you're talking about. The fact that you notice puts you back on a list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry I noticed fashion. It's fun watching this show with you guys because you see stuff I straight up would have never seen. And that's exciting. Yeah. Well, Erica specifically. She, Barbara Jean did have my favorite outfit she's worn in this episode, but it was the camel turtleneck with the black sweater and the hair done when she shows up in the, the bar. In the bar scene, great outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Looked beautiful. I, I'm jumping ahead, but that was my favorite outfit and she looked amazing. Okay, so episode nine, every picture tells a story. Reba's, Reba decides that she wants to move Brock's things out of the house, so she has a garage sale with her friend Lorianne. Meanwhile, Cheyenne feels the baby kick for the first time. So this is the one with the baby kicking. And I noticed, I don't know if anybody else did, when her when Reba opened the door and her friend walked in, the studio audience seemed what? to yes. clearly Crazy. know who the fuck that was. To the point that I Googled her. I, oh, I, I know it who seems she like is. she was in Reba's band. So her did name is Park, Park overall. overall, which is an iconic name. Iconic Park name. Overall. The only Obsessed. reason I knew her, and I'm not gonna lie to you, is that she was in an excellent, excellent film called Fifteen and Pregnant from Lifetime, starring her and Kirsten Dunst. And I remember watching that and she that was an iconic role. So when I saw her, wait, I'm like, wait, I know I this watched woman. that. Yeah, I it's watched great. that. 
is this unhinged or is that, could that be why the audience went crazy? They're like, this is like an inside reference to another teen I, pregnancy maybe. vehicle. I don't think mm. anybody knows it much. True. It's a stretch. The audience reaction was so strong to the point where I thought I jumped seasons and she had been in season one and I was accidentally watching season two. Like <laughs> It was like so, I like they were thrilled. And I also for one split second thought it was Jane Curtin. Ish. Oh, okay. I know. I did too. Not not really, but I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I couldn't place her. The studio audience fucking placed her. Yeah. They love Park yeah. overall fans <laughs> were in the crowd. I'm surprised there's not a show called Park, and it's just starring her and her family life, because I want to know more about her. Now, was she very good and did deliver on the applause? Yes. She did. Oh, yeah. She was of worth course. it. But she was also... She's she's one of those friends that you know is a really good friend to you, but she's tough mm-hmm. because she's going to call you on your bullshit. She's going to make you pack up your husband's shit, and she's going to make you think that your husband had an affair when, spoiler alert, he didn't. But I thought we all thought that he had an affair with Barbara Jean. Me too. And now we're finding out that he didn't, that they separated prior to that? Because we've been calling her a mistress. So I didn't know that I either. I feel like that's a little bit of a retconny situation. Like, I feel like episode one made, felt, in my opinion, they, I felt like it was clear that it was a cheating situation. Right. And then maybe they started writing Barbara Dreen more and more and realized people aren't going to like her if that's what mm. where she mm. comes from. Okay. So they just try to, like, fudge it a little bit. I'm glad you said that because I was like, we thought she was a homewrecker this whole time. Yeah. Yes, I've been yeah. calling her that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mistress, homewrecker, like whatever. And they literally call her mistress during the show. But I guess technically she would be since they're technically still married even though they're separated. Right. I don't know. Mm. But that's a stretch. We were led to believe she was a homewrecker and she wasn't. By the way, I'm also an idiot yet again. The sitcom fools me when they show. So this woman, Parker Overall, forgetting her name <laughs> in the show. but um, Lorianne, and I didn't hot. know that Lorianne. until Russ said that. And she comes in very hot, and I will say. She's one of those friends too, Erica. Don't you think she like breezes and breezes out? By the time she's left, you didn't even know she was there. That, but also she's the kind of friend that like changes your personality. Like Reba was yes. not herself this whole episode. And no. it's because of Park. And I can understand, like, I'm picturing, I would like a flashback where Reba's mom is like, I don't like you hanging out with this Lorianne. <laughs> she's, you know, muddying your your morals or something like that because – I get it. Like, I understand Brock and Reba have a messed up relationship, and Brock is a total piece of shit, um, and he's in that house way too much. But I also would be like, all right, don't let this little Lorianne come in and, like, spoil our mm-hmm. co-parenting and all that bullshit, because yeah. she, she's stirring up some trouble. Oh, I didn't get that. I got that more that she was, like, being a supportive friend. I think she is, but I think she's very harsh with it. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it, it really took Reba as, like, whoa. Am I being too... Like, she got her to be like, let's get, like, immediately in the garage, like, we're cleaning out his shit. Like, which maybe is a healthy thing, like, Reba was slow to move on. But I will say the reveal of the photo from 1998, (laughs) when it was Brock at a dentist conference in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. which is perfect, by the way, perfect plot. Which they all do. And and by the way, it was an actual zoom in, in the center. I was dying because it was a CSI thing. It was like... Big drum, to, zoom in. To, Big drum, zoom in And more. then <laughs> even better, the zoom in was Barbara Jean at the center, perfect, mm-hmm. in one beret in Honolulu. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is in Hawaiian shirts. She's in a black beret, like she's on a trip to Paris. 
She, but her face was like pure bliss. It was the loudest face I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can hear it. It, it hurts. Hear it. it hurts. I literally was like, oh my God, that's so fucked up. They've had an affair since 98. Like I fell for this plot line. But I also, hard. as soon as she said 98, I was like, oh my God, that's so long. But then I realized that they're in 2001. <laughs> so it's not that long ago. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my God, 1998. I was like, 98, oh, wait, whoa. No, three years. And she's like, oh, my God, it's been three years. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Over in 2001, I forgot. It was great, though. I, I also think, Bar- okay, Barbara Jean had one of the best lines, I think, of her entire time on the show towards the end of the episode when she's talking to Reba. And she's like, I understand now why you're so upset with me. And it's like, bitch, I was upset with, I fucking will never like you. Like, that. it's not just because of that. Like, I hate you. <laughs> It, it, oh, Barbara Jean just, if yeah. this is why they were saving her and keeping her out of like three of the last four episodes or two of the last three, it was super worth it. Cause I'm just going to bring us right there. Like she's, and it's out of order. She's my, my peak, uh, this episode <laughs> with everything, everything, especially like the, how many dudes she was with yeah, previously. I'm like, this great. shit's so funny. And, and. And just the fact that we're finally getting more of who she is and where she comes from and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this bodes well. I still don't quite understand how we're going to get another, what, 118 episodes? So here's the thing, Russ. You've said that every single episode. You're like, how could there be 120? How could there be 119 more? I can't imagine how they have 118. But here we are, still titillated. And we got so much from episode nine. Like. But there's nothing else to get. Like there's a whole episode on potato salad. Like there's a lot of uh, material here. Yeah, we think there's nothing more to I get. But look at this. I see a strong one season show. I see a strong one season show. Well, that's too bad for you. You're watching six and you're recording a podcast. <laughs> you're not getting. You're not getting out of this podcast. Yeah, this episode. Okay. This podcast is called Three but not One but not One Season but. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I really like about this episode, and for those of you again who didn't watch, but you should. Um, it basically like so Lorianne comes in hot and she's like we're getting rid of your husband's stuff we're having a garage sale like this guy's a piece of shit he cheated on you so Reba then thinks that Brock cheated on her which again we all from episode one thought this because that's what they told us whatever um but Brock's like I didn't cheat I didn't cheat I didn't know Barbara Jean then he like seemed to think that she he didn't even remember her being in the photo so they go to a bar to like drink their troubles away uh Barbara or I'm sorry Reba and Lorianne and while they're at the bar, Barbara Jean shows up and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that like Brock didn't cheat with me. She's like, but she called herself a tooth tart because she has been with like 10 to 11 dentists that were all married. So this is like her trope. Like, and she fully owned it. She's like, mm-hmm. I do hook up with married dentists. So it was <laughs> incredible to just see that. She's, she's like, total... I touch people who touch teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I love the fingers of teeth touchers. Um, no, she, and then she happens to run into one at the bar. Dr. Gomez had amazing comedic timing. <laughs> great yeah. comedic great. timing. Oh, awesome. so good. And so <laughs> did she because like, well, obviously, but she walks into the bar, A, how does she know they're there? Don't even know why know. she walks in. Looking stunning, by the way. I already talked about the outfit. I don't need to rehash Gorgeous. that. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, and then is hilarious the whole time. And then. Gomez, Dr. Gomez comes in, he's hilarious, and then she flees, and it's perfect. Yeah. And you could tell Dr. Gomez was still infatuated with her. She was, like, the one that got away. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. About her. 
And also, but also as much as we love BJ, the fact that she was trying to like social climb or whatever by sleeping with every dentist in Houston is one of the most tragic things I've yeah, heard it's not in my great. life. <laughs> like, did she say social climb or does she just have a weird thing for dentists? It, yeah, maybe she just has like... Honestly, what social... Maybe she's just a tooth tart. That's what I'm saying. Like what social benefit are you getting out of this? Well, because Brock clearly makes a nice living. Maybe she like wanted mm-hmm. to marry a doctor, dentist. Well, yeah, she got a vacation so out of Hawaii. does that make him a football coach because he really wants to be or because he needs the money? Like, if he makes so much money dentisting, why are you spending so much time football coaching? It just seems like you're just spreading yourself too thin, much like Reba. I think it's mm. the passion. But it's not his child either. It's his It's his daughter happens to be dating someone on the football team. So he did this totally separate of anything else. Like, uh-huh. he's not, like, mm-hmm. volunteering for his child's sport. Like, yeah, it's not like all my kids on the team. Yeah, no. He's like, this is my passion. Well, like, if there's any truth to Friday Night Lights or anything, thing like that like i think it is like a status thing to be the football coach of a winning just be high school a football team in texas <laughs> like he might like the power and the fame in that little he could area. also just be the rich booster and like just pay for shit right. and go to games have and your like- own special seat Whenever they showed, like, the the locker room scenes, now, this is gen- genuine questions. Like, I went to, again, I said this before, but I went to an all-girl Catholic uh, high school. Yes. And we didn't have – it wasn't like a I, – I truly am fascinated by, like, normal high schools, um, like a co-ed high school that has, like, sports, and they're, like, big schools. Like, I graduated with 89 girls in my grade. Like, there was not much going on there. So, like, do they really have, like – locker rooms like that where people are all hanging out and taking showers together <laughs> like is that real or is this not i need to know michelle you can pipe in on this too because you went to a co-ed school as well they did not make a shower but you would yes change in the locker room for gym in front of everyone that's so weird to me i remember one time like when we first met erica you were like fascinated that i went to a public school and you're like did you like Hang out in front of lockers and like wear jeans to school. Yeah, because like, I yes. don't. I was like wearing a kilt and like hanging out with other girls and barely running a mile around the track. Like that was like our gym. Like we didn't have to do anything like that. And I do. I'm so fascinated by it. I really want to know. Like, is it like in the movies or in the Reba TV show? No. <laughs> Generally, I think kids can shower at home. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that settles that. I'm just thinking like the whole like locker room camaraderie. I love thing. the long preamble question. And, uh, <laughs> no. I want to know too, why did they, since now we, we know or we're told that there was no um, cheating, why did they divorce? They didn't say anything. They mentioned that he was going through a midlife crisis before taking on BJ right. for BJ's. Um, like he got the motorcycle. Maybe he started coaching around then and she was just like, you're not spending enough time with our kids. Like, what the fuck? And maybe he's trying to live out his, like, football dreams through coaching or something. Yeah. I don't know. And are you still meant, because, like, at the end of the episode, you know, she feels badly because she finds out he wasn't cheating. Um, she gives, like, rebuys his golf clubs back, delivers it to his apartment. They have, like, a tent, quote-unquote tender moment. Mm-hmm. I'm still, like, not loving the them as, like, I-, I will love it if they co-parent, you know, um, nicely, but I'm not going to love, I said this already before, if they we're teasing that like they're meant to have something no. still. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So 
Yeah, because he says something. He's like, in a way, I still love you. And I, yeah. I'm hoping he meant it more as a person, but I'm not in love with you. Yeah. And I have love for you because you're the mother Which of Which I'm okay kids. with and I respect a lot, but I'm like, I'm not going to love it. And at one point I did think they were going to make out like a little bit, like because they were, oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. had a leather jacket on. That has nothing to do with anything, but that was what she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you wear a leather jacket, you have to make out with your ex. <laughs> I, I don't think so. You're coming in like badass, like you're just kind of like there to take it. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> but also I hated that she went, went there and had to like give such a deep apology because I'm like, Brock's still no prince. He still left you for a younger woman and got her pregnant within four seconds. And is she younger? You raise your kids. Yes, she's half her age. Remember, they said that in episode one. I don't remember. Yeah, they said a lot of things in episode one that they're not living up to. So, (laughs) yeah. But she is supposed to be younger, which is hilarious. Also, I wanted to ask: Did they do a gender reveal earlier? Because this episode they kept referring to the fetus as he, and I was like, we've got seven seasons. A gender reveal could have been an episode. I noticed that too, but I at first I thought she was just saying he because he would yeah. like it, and then I thought mm-hmm. he'd be like, oh, you think it's a boy? But then you're right, Michelle. They just consistently called him a he. But here's the thing. Gender reveals were not a thing back then, thank God. I'm sad that they're a thing now. True. So, no, same. Yeah, same. Um, I think maybe they're – I think, again, if we're talking about like the sexist version of the show is that he in general – is the baby. Yeah, that's what I was Or maybe thinking. she's just saying that to make her man mm-hmm. happy because that's your job as a woman, according to Barbara Jean. Uh, I just, queen. I, I I did sort of think about that a little bit and then I was like, well, maybe it's just like they said minivan a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. so they're just sticking with like, it's probably a boy. Or I would always mm-hmm. even love to yeah. if like they, the whole time they're like acting like it's a boy because they're stupid because they think that they can choose the gender and then when it's a girl, man's like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with a girl? Yeah. I, you can't be a football player if you're a girl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Shit, you just wrote episode 19. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you Knowing them, it's episode 10 because she automatically gives birth. They're yeah. flirting through the plot. Well, the baby bump just shot out of nowhere, which I'm finally glad it that did. they did give us a baby bump. I was like, are we really spending Same. like nine episodes on like her very first week of pregnancy? Because that's not that's not good. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 don't worry. We'll burn through. Do we think the baby will be here finale of one, of season one? Oh, I think it'll be a double delivery situation. Yes. Ooh, yeah, like Barbara Jean and her two. in the same hospital. Brock doesn't know where to go. Very father mm-hmm. of the bride part But two. do we think that's going to be a finale, or do you think it could be the potential to be in, like, episode 15? It could be episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. It could be next week. Honestly, the baby's here tomorrow. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like the baby could be five by the end of this this season, easily, <laughs> easily. Kira will be going off to college in two episodes. Like, yeah, they're burning through. She marries the twelve year old. Jake will give us nothing player. per usual. <laughs> oh God, no. Jake doesn't age, but everyone else does. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. So do we have anything else for this app? Should we start buttoning up? What do I we know. Think? Do we do our peaks? Do we do our peak and pit yeah. with these yeah. three buzz? Mm. Let me just hop in because I already already gave my peak, my peak being like the Barbara Jean centric nature of episode nine. Clear peak. Uh, pit probably. I'd have to say like Brock being a moron dad and not having the turn with Kira. Like, dude. Just, like, figure out something to do together that you guys, even if it's, like, making fun of people, like, Mm -hmm. there should be something that you like doing 
together somehow that's not even even if they went to the same fucking movie like that's at least maybe they're learning to to have a a shared interest but i think completely bailing from even trying to connect with your daughter just feels a little yucky to me so pit on brock but brock's a piece of dog shit and and it (laughs) makes me hate every time that they try to make him not be a piece of dog shit so brock is my pit he's trash right Mm-hmm. So it's odd that BJ's my peak and Brock's my pit, but wow. again, it's okay. If to go back to episode two, if they just made BJ a neighbor, we wouldn't have these problems. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I have mine ready. If it, are you good? Good. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, my peak is the Lorianne Garner, aka Park Overall reveal. <laughs> I thought it was like a really <laughs> good. Like, <laughs> Can we get it? (laughs) Park overall, everybody. Yes. Park overall, queen. Um, And honestly, even if she just was in one scene, like she was great, and I hope she comes back throughout the season. She was amazing. And then my pit slash peak, and Erica, I'm shocked you didn't bring this up because at one point there was a, when Reba was selling the golf clubs, there's a kid that bought them. (laughs) He has the same haircut as Reba. Okay, a pit for Reba. I must have literally looked down to take a note because you know I would because be all over that. I literally wrote it down and I was like, Erica's going to love this. Didn't bring it up. Now I have to go back and watch. So it's not really a pit, but, you know, it's a pit for Reba because if this kid showed up with that haircut and you made no comment, it's a pit. I, maybe I thought it was Reba. I don't know. Maybe I thought she just bought the golf clubs herself. Um, I So my peak, my peak is... Um, not even just for these three episodes, through these three buzz, if you will, but um, I really am loving the dynamic t- between Van and Reba. I think that they have something even more special than her and any of her other children. Um, yep. I think yep. that those two together are a comedic duo. I didn't know I need it. They are so funny together. They play off each other. Those two are so quickly with the exception of BJ, just, like, climbing their way to, like, the top of this show. Mm -hmm. They're just so funny and so fun, and I really like watching them together Um, to the point where in the very beginning it was all about Cheyenne, and now she's, like, maybe a blip on the screen. So that's my peak is seeing that that relationship grow. I really like it. Um, I have to agree with Russ. I think the pit is definitely the weirdness between the dad and Kira. It's really not fair to Kira at all. I mean, yes, she's a middle child, um, but it's just, it's sad. And she obviously like has her own issues. Um, and I really think that, you know, just spend a little bit of time with her. And even like you said, if you see the same movie and then you talk shit about it later, like that's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. Yeah. And it's a shame because... I know, and I'm not trying to get too real, but I know that stuff like this happens in real life. And that actually is really sad. So yes. yeah, the poor thing just needs her dad. Agreed. Now yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Aw. Aw. I'm joking. Cut <laughs> it on post. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with the movie thing, I thought they were going to bond over like, oh, we like to go there and like, make funny commentary or throw popcorn yep. at people. Mm-hmm. And I was just, no, we'll both go see separate movies. It's like, all right. Not okay, bro. And they never bring it back around. There's no clarification. It's like, that's, that's where that relationship is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just two separate movie theaters, hand deep in buttered popcorn. What a shame. That felt creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, did you do yours? 
No. Not, not yet. Um, okay. So Take us home. <laughs> Take us home, please. My, my pit is the, I don't know if you guys remember this, the van's going to learn to mow bit. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? I do. Yep. The audience was cracking up so hard, and I was like, what the fuck am I missing? It was like when they wanted to get the apartment and they needed a way to make money, the like quote joke was him being like, well, I'm going to learn how to mow. Yeah. I guess the joke is that it's not that hard to learn how to mow. Once I I, I don't was, know the joke. It's I didn't very get unclear because I don't I I thought maybe I was missing something. Yeah, I was sure like they cut something that was a reference or something. They repeated like four times and and the audience went crazy, which was also troubling. Hmm. Maybe Park Overall was just off to the side. <laughs> That's the only ex- Park Overall's <laughs> off to the side. Like, and Van's like, whoa, this bit really killed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a human applause sign. Like you don't even have to do the applause. Just like. She poke, <laughs> pokes her head into check her staging, and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then my peak, I think, was the camera work when they showed the picture of BJ in Hawaii <laughs> with all the dentists, <laughs> and it was doing, like, the CSI, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like, I was like, this is incredible. Give the director all their flowers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I think that was everyone, right? Yeah, that so. was a great run of buzz. The the these three I thought were great. Yeah. Yes, I and I'm it. already excited for our for next. ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so wonderful. All right, guys. So that was our button. Button there it, it up. Is. Never not button it. buttoning. Got to get the button. Loosen up our buttons, baby. Um, um, all right. Also, <laughs> do you remember? Nothing. Oh, God. This is a random I know segment, what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> One time, Russ wore a really tight button down when we're all out at a bar and we're dancing. And um, Eric and Actually, I specifically requested, <laughs> um, loosen up your button. I vaguely remember to play. This. And we're trying yes. to rip his shirt and his buttons were too tight. We couldn't get a grip under them. <laughs> that feels like sexual harassment. You also did that to me. I had one, like, I had a dress that was all snap buttons. And I thankfully had a tank and leggings underneath. But you guys sidebarred and, like, like one for one time, you ripped my entire dress open at Fenwick's. <laughs> well. So we're we're canceling ourselves with this podcast. <laughs> All right, okay, that's a button.